Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'm so happy that you're here today. Why don't you take your Bibles and meet me in the book of Job chapter 1. Let's drop down the verse 9 and let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is the nourishment, the spiritual food by which we are sustained by. And Father, as we receive your word today as fresh manna, we thank you for the strength and the divine energy that it imparts to us. We give you all of the praise. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of your Holy Spirit who illuminates your Holy Scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray. And around the world, we all agree and say, Amen. Let me begin today by saying a big thank you to everybody that sowed into the fence project. And while I have been busy over the last two days with, a, uh, with some technical challenges on our streaming platform, we have uh, overcome those challenges by the grace of God. And I just wanted to say thank you for the great provision that has poured in as you have sowed seed, as you have been obedient to the Lord, and many of you even sowing in a time of famine, just like Isaac did. And I believe that because of what you've done, you are now very well positioned for the blessings that God wants to take you into. So I want to talk a little bit today about the fence because we now have the provision to be able to call the fence company and say, come on out and watch this and say, not just complete the next phase, but complete all of it. Praise the Lord. And so we give God all the praise and I thank God for you because God works through his precious people. And I thank you for your generous hearts that we have completed a very important project. Hallelujah. Now we're just going to have the workers come out and do their part in the natural, which is just to build it out, complete it, and it's going to be very, very beautiful. Now, when the fence is complete, I'm going out there with my iPhone, praise the Lord, or a camera or something like that, and I'm going to hook up my mic, and I'm going to walk around the entire fence, the entire property of the ministry, and I'll just go ahead and share a little sermonette with you, praise God. I'll give you a faith-building message while I walk and allow you to see with your own eyes the work that we have accomplished together, praise God. i like for you to be able to see where your giving has gone and what you have done, but I'm going to wait until they finish the fence and it's all up. Then I will walk the entire property. Me and Pastor Kelly will greet you and we'll show you uh, where your giving has gone. And it is a wonderful thing indeed. Praise God. You know, it feels good to finish a project because it's a divine mandate. And God puts his hand upon something. We don't want to go halfway. We want to go all the way. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to talk about your blessing that's coming to you. Job 1 Verse 9, so Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a fence around him, around this household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. Now, this is fascinating, because Satan basically admits to God, Hey, 
I can't touch your, your guy, your man that you've got over there and you're, you're blessing him and doing all this good stuff for him. I would really like to stop that. That's my job is to make people's lives miserable. My job is to steal, kill and destroy, but I can't get to him because you have put a fence around him. Now, as you sowed into the fence project, we are in faith that there is a fence that has been established around your life. And I want to talk about that today. Have you not made a fence around number one around him? Now watch this. The fence is like a triple barrier. The fence is around him. The fence, in other words, is around you. The fence is around his household. Okay. So the fence is also around your household. Your children might not even know it, but because of what you have done, God is also allowing that fence to come around them. Praise the Lord. Even if it would appear that maybe they're doing things that are disobedient, maybe they have even walked away from the Lord, but they don't know what you have done. You have sowed precious seed and God has now established the fence around your life and it's going to work and operate the same way it did for Job. Not only was it around him, but it was around his household. And so this is also something that's going to touch you. Now it was around him around his household and around all that he has on every side. Okay. So it's three levels, him, his household, and all that he has, praise the Lord, around his vehicles, around his garden, around uh, whatever he has, but whatever he has on all sides, north, south, east, west, there is no area of access for the enemy to get into. It's not like this is a 90% fence. This is 100% up around all sides. Praise the Lord. Now, this is, this is fascinating because it says you have blessed. This is Satan talking. You, God, have blessed the work of his hands. Now, it is true that God was blessing the work that Job was doing. It's very important to understand that God can't bless nothing. In other words, Job put his hands to something. Ah, God can bless something, but God can't bless nothing. So if your hands have not been put to something, then God can't bless it because he has to have something that he can bless. So you need to put your hands to something. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really know what to do. Well, I might not be uh, you know, fully illuminated into what you're supposed to do, but I do know this. You should be doing something because God can't bless nothing. He has to have something that you're putting your hands to. Woo, praise the Lord. Your job, your business, a side business or whatever it is, you have to have that so that God can bless it. Praise God. If you do your part, God will do his part. Now, Satan said to God, you have blessed the work of his hands. You have blessed. What is it? What does it mean to be blessed? It means empowered to prosper by God's ability. You are being blessed through the power and the anointing of God to prosper. It means you are empowered by God to prosper. Have you ever noticed you do not need anybody to help you go downhill gravity will take you downhill. The curse of the law and sin and death, all of that will drag you and pull you downhill. You don't need any help going downhill, but you need strength. You need empowerment to do what? To go uphill. Woo! 
Praise God. And that power is available for you. Praise the Lord. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Isn't that amazing that Satan noticed that Job's possessions have done what? They have increased in the land. Increase is very, very important. And today we're going to be sharing some things, talking about some things concerning God's plan for your increase. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let me share some things with you. When I was in prayer early this morning, after already having been in prayer for some time, it was still very early in the morning. And the Lord spoke to me and because I was praying for you, I was praying for my, our online church members. I was praying for our ministry partners, those that have sowed into this project. And I was praying for you. And the Lord spoke to me and said, tell them that the fence is up. The fence is up. And this is something I want you to receive by faith. And while I say that receive it by faith, I believe also that there are many of you that you can sense. Yes. I can sense that something has shifted and that something has happened and that the fence really is up. I'm here to tell you today as a servant of the Lord that yes, it is. You sowed into it. This is important to you. And I'm here to tell you today that the fence is up. God's protective hedge of protection is up. Glory to God. What does that mean? It means that there is an immediate cutoff from Satan being able to take from you. Glory to God. So the first thing that you'll notice is that the bleeding stops. I'm not saying you're bleeding physically, but I'm saying no more loss. He is now in a place where he had to stand back and look at Job and say, I, I can't, can't get to him. All I can do is watch and observe as he increases more and more, and I can't do anything to stop it. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to see that that fence of the Lord, his protective hedge of protection, the angelic guard, the blood of Christ, the fence is up in your life right now. This is not something you're waiting for. This is something that I declare unto you, having heard from the Lord, that your fence, you sowed into it, your fence is up. Praise God. Now, this is something that you need to do. You need to protect the fence. You need to protect the anointing you need to guard your walk with the Lord Woo! praise God after all this is something special that God has done for you and you need to keep the fence up at all times don't trespass beyond biblical borders don't do things that could cause the fence to be breached well pastor Stephen I used to be an alcoholic and I've been looking for work, and I noticed at the whiskey factory, they're offering jobs for taste testers, and it pays $1,000 a day. And I'd be really qualified for that job. No, you don't need to do that because the fence will come back down. You've got the fence up in your life. You don't need to be the fox that's guarding the chicken house. You don't need to do things that are going to cause you to, uh, to do things that could cause the fence to be damaged. Praise God. You've got the fence up. Now protect the fence. Glory to God. Protect the anointing. Hallelujah. I also sense very strongly in my heart that there have been those of you where you feel like the fence has been down. Uh, 
the anointing dropped, things like that, and you've, you realize in hindsight mistakes that have been made, and you've asked God for a second chance. I'm here to tell you today that the Lord has heard that cry, and He has answered you. Don't treat this lightly. He has given you the second chance. For some of you, maybe it's a third or fourth chance or whatever, but He's answered that prayer, and He has put the fence back up. Praise God. Now honor Him and live for Him and watch what God's going to do because now you're in a unique position. You're in a unique position right now. Praise the Lord. Praise God. There are some, quite a few, who in the past you can look back and you can see that you have made unwise decisions. Now I have taught a lot over this uh, past four months that it's your decisions that, that decide your wealth. Your decisions decide your wealth. Many of you can look back with hindsight, and as they say, it's an old proverb, hindsight is twenty twenty. In other words, looking back, you can say, oh, sure, I've, I've made mistakes, and I, I can do the same thing. We all can. But this is a place now where going forward, you're going to begin to get it right over and over. Because, look, wrong decisions can cause the fence to be damaged. You want to make right decisions, and you're going to begin to do that now because you're going to be making decisions very thoughtfully, very carefully, very biblically based, especially all financial decisions. You're going to be very, very wise on that. You're going to be making wise decisions on where you go, what you do, what you say, what you even think about. Watch this, what you even eat. Hallelujah. You're going to be making wise decisions about many, many things, and your fence is going to stay up at all times. Praise God. Now, again, I want you to receive this today by faith that the Lord has established the fence around your life. This is a spiritual fence. If you need a natural fence, be believing God for that. But the spiritual fence, that invisible fence of protection is up and it's functioning in your life, and God is with you. Praise the Lord. Now, because of this, you are now in a position where God can prosper you in a new measure, and it's time for you to come into supernatural increase. Now, today I'm not just talking about normal increase where, you know, you get your, your, your paycheck and you take a look at it and you notice they have given you a raise of $2 an hour. And you rejoice and you praise the Lord and you receive it with thanksgiving. And that's wonderful. But I'm not talking necessarily about slow levels of natural incremental increase. I'm here today to talk with you about supernatural increase. I'd like for you to turn with me to Psalm 115. Psalm 115 verse 14. The psalmist says, may the Lord give you increase. Now, if, if that's all that God said in his word through the psalmist, speaking under the anointing, writing under the inspiration of the spirit, if that's all that he said that the Lord give you increase, that would be good. But notice the nature of God. May the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children. May you be blessed, empowered to prosper by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Supernatural increase is biblical. Uh, 
in order for God to get you where you're supposed to be, in order for God to move you towards the destiny that he has already pre-planned and designed for you to step into, it's going to take not normal levels of increase. Because if you did it normally, you're going to have to morph into Methuselah and live to be 969 years old. But you don't have that much time. Can you imagine today if you had people living as long as Methuselah, we would have mortgages not for 30 years. We would have mortgages for 900 years. And trust me, if you were able to live that long, there would be lenders willing to extend uh, mortgages and loans for 800, 700, 900 years. But thank God, thank God, we are looking at supernatural increase. Not natural, which could take a long, long time, but we're looking at supernatural increase for debts to be paid off and for provision to flow in for you to be the person God has called you to be and to do what God has called you to do. Now, here's a few tips, only just a couple, and I want to sow this into your spirit this morning. Number one, in order for you to come into supernatural increase, now remember, supernatural, it's miraculous. In order for you to do that, you're going to have to merge right now into a supernatural lifestyle. Praise God. No more sleeping in and just walking into your day without having any prayer life. You're going to have to begin to get up early in the morning and spend time in prayer because of what I'm about to share with you next. What I'm about to share with you next works really good, but it works so much more powerful when you are prayed up. And if you're not prayed up, if you don't Spend time with the Lord. And I would encourage everybody, not as a form of legalism or anything like that, because we don't see like times listed in the Bible. But I would say this, always aim for an hour. Jesus told his apostles, the ones closest to him, could you not tarry an hour? And to pray because of temptation, to pray, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. But when you get up, my friends, when you get up early in the morning, the flesh is just a lot quieter. If you get up early in the morning, that is the time to pray. That is the time to tap into the oil of heaven and let that begin to flow into your spirit. And then you will walk into your day. See, that is a supernatural lifestyle, supernatural lifestyle so that you begin to tie in easily and more fluently into supernatural increase because we're going into the miracle realm. Hallelujah. We're going to follow all the natural laws. We're not going to be jumping off buildings. We're not going to be trying to walk on the water. We're not doing any crazy stuff unless God tells us to, and unless there's an, an anointing or a manifestation of working of miracles. But outside of that, we'll follow natural laws. But as we do that, and as we pray, and as we hold to the scriptures, we will also begin to merge, merge into the miraculous realm of God, because God is also the worker of miracles who is able to oversee the situation and say, I am going to override some natural laws because my spiritual laws are higher and I'm going to break into that person's life and I'm going to move them quickly to where they are supposed to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're talking about supernatural increase. Remember, Job was increasing. He was expanding and Satan looked back and saw Job and even complained to God and said, you are increasing him. 
Yes, God was. God didn't say, oh, no, that's not me. That's just him because he's so smart. No, it was flowing from God. Ah, because it's coming from God, then it's a supernatural origin. It's a supernatural source, and it is supernatural increase. Woo, praise God. Now, God says that, that not only will he increase you, he will increase you more and more. So God's going to take you into exponential levels of Increase. Shout. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, while you want to give your job the very best, and that's biblical 100%, give your job the very best, you must also understand that your job is not the only stream that God can work through to bless you. And some of you need to say praise the Lord because if you're at a place where, you know, you're not a high income earner, you know, you could get frustrated. You could get discouraged and say, how can I ever get there? It's going to take me 30 years before I can ever get to a place based on my job, my salary, my income. And if I begin to factor in, you know, like annual raises and things like that, uh, you know, you could say, Lord, it's going to take me 30 years before I ever get anywhere. I'm going to have to live like Methuselah or Enoch and 300 years and onward. But my friends, you need to understand that God is able to bless you in ways that you could never expect. And that's, that's what I want to talk about. Your job and the income that you earn through your job is not solely designed by God for your living. A portion of your job is not for a living. It's for a giving. Do you catch the difference? If you try to use your job as a sole source of this is my income for my living, then you will rob yourself of the potential to sow because your job also creates seed. God gives seed to the sower. And as you work your job, you're not just working it for a living. You are working it for a giving so that you can have seed to sow and rise beyond perhaps what your job alone could do. That doesn't mean you leave, you leave your job. Maybe you love your job and God has assigned you there and you're, you're happy there. Well, that's wonderful. You can let the Lord bless you there while the Lord also brings blessing in from other areas. And now, now you're just prospering on all sides. Praise the Lord. And that's the way the Lord wants it to be. God wants you to begin to move in the supernatural realm of increase. Please don't try to limit him mentally on how he could do that. Don't examine your life and say, well, I'm this. This is all I have. I don't have a rich uncle. I don't think anybody's got me in their will. Don't try to figure all that out. Don't do stuff like that. Just serve the Lord, walk with the Lord, and believe in supernatural increase. Practice a supernatural lifestyle. Get up early. Every morning, spend some time with the Lord. If you can't pray an hour yet, that's okay. Go for 20 minutes. Make 20 minutes your aim. I, I remember when I was young, when I finally hit 40 minutes, I felt like I had climbed Mount Everest when I finally prayed for 40 minutes, uh, you know, without getting up and leaving or going somewhere, but I was just praying. But I tell you what, my friends, keep on pushing. Keep on pushing because it would make you, it will make you much more sensitive to what I'm about to share next. Praise God. Now, let's cover a little church history just for a moment. Let's do the setting. Let's go back to the 1960s in America in what was known as the healing revival. You had several men that were standing at the forefront of that. You had, you had Jack Coe 
working in great miracles, great healing, great anointing. Then you had uh, you had uh, William Branham also, also at the forefront. But also uh, one that many of the people just really loved was Oral Roberts, and God raised up Oral Roberts, and Oral Roberts also he brought a revelation to the body of Christ that God is a good God, because although. Christians were in church and they loved the Lord. Many of them felt that they felt a lot like, uh, well, God, God, God loves me, but he doesn't like me. Or maybe God tolerates me and puts up with me because I accepted his son, but I don't really know if God loves me or likes me. But then Dr. Roberts began to teach from scripture that God is a good God. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He's got a great plan for your life. He's trying to help you. And so you have to change your concept and not let the devil try to get you, um, you know, like mad or frustrated at God or something like that because God loves you and he's very, very good. Well, Along with that type of a message, which is which was revolutionary back in the 1960s, along with preaching that and ministering in a very powerful healing miracle anointing, it brought a lot of persecution, particularly from a very um, large atheistic group. And the leader of that atheistic group uh, was a man that also was not afraid to uh, employ tactics of, you know, threats of violence and things like that and willing to carry it out well one day dr roberts was holding a large crusade and he was informed that the threat by this organization and the particularly the leader of the organization these atheists that they're going to come and they're going to do something they're going to interrupt the meeting the crusade with a lot of people there they're going to interrupt it and it could even turn violent uh, you know, somebody might bring a gun or shoot Dr. Roberts or something like that. So when he was informed, now, he, he, he wasn't like a, a rookie to this. He'd been faced with this many times, and, but he knew this was very, very real. And he went back to, his, uh, to the hotel room, and he said usually at 3 o'clock he would take a short nap because that way he's, ref he's refreshed and he's rested for the night meeting, and he's, that way he'll be real sharp. But he was... He was disturbed by this threat because he knew the, re the reality of it, of the, the potential, real problem of it. And he couldn't, he couldn't catch a nap. He couldn't sleep. He was troubled by it. And as he sat there trying to overcome this, you know, these thoughts, the Lord spoke to him and said these words, My son, expect a miracle. Hmm. Praise God. Now, or Roberts heard that, and he said, Lord, would you say that again? And Dr. Roberts said in a clear voice, he heard the Lord speak and again say, expect a miracle. Whoo, I like that. Now, Dr. Roberts said as he pondered on that statement, a statement he had never heard before, ever in the church. He had never heard a statement like that before. As he pondered that, he said the Lord spoke again, saying, Expect a new miracle every day. Praise God. Now, whenever you receive the word from the Lord and it hits you, what happens? It builds faith. And when Dr. Roberts heard the Lord speak this to him, such faith charged into him that when he went into that 
very large crusade that night, he walked in as a man in charge. He wasn't afraid of anybody or anything. The anointing and power of God was all over him. And as he began to speak, he said he noticed that there was agitation and fear running through the entire room because people had heard the threats. There's a lot of police there and people were on edge, but they had come out wanting to see what was going to happen. And he was under such an anointing that that spirit of fear just began to evaporate and it left the whole place. And as he told the people what the Lord told him, which is what I just told you, faith began to explode all over that vast audience. And the miracles that night were on a different level than he had ever seen the miracles before because faith was so high. And he said within 11 months of having Receive that word from the Lord, having believed it, and having moved into a place where every day he's waking up expecting a miracle. He said within 11 months, they won over 1 million souls to the Lord, which was a figure, a number way beyond anything they had ever come close to before. But that's simply because he heard that from the Lord. So this is what I'm telling you today, is that it is time for you to experience Supernatural increase, not just increase, supernatural miracle increase. Okay, now it is also time for you to get very serious about living a supernatural lifestyle of walking very close to the Lord in prayer. Why? So that you can be very sensitive to the miracles that God is bringing to you. Now, this is what Oral Roberts went on to preach and to declare after he had that encounter that day with, with the Lord speaking to him. He went on to write a little book, and he went on to preach this all over America, and this, this message went around the world. It went global. This is what he said. Miracles are coming toward you or past you every day day. Expect a miracle. So when the Lord sends it, you will recognize it and reach forth and receive it. The miracle will come, but if you are not expecting it, it will pass you by. You will wonder why God is not visiting you in your time of need and trouble. Praise the Lord. My friends, this is powerful. This is a time where God has got you positioned in your life where the fence is up. This is a time where your ship is lined up straight. This is a time where you're appointed for your destiny and you're ready to run. And as I was praying for you today, this is what the Lord showed me. He showed me an image of you, a, a picture of you while I was praying, being shot out of a cannon. Woo, praise God. Look. All of the restrictions of the coronavirus are about to be lifted. The stay home restrictions. And you're about to go back to work. You're about to go back into what we would call normal society. It's like so much of America has been on a type of lockdown mode. But my friends, that's going to lift. And as it lifts, you are now aligned by the Lord. And it's like you're going to be shot out of a cannon, and you're going to experience supernatural increase. Pastor Stephen, what should I be doing? You should be praying because you need to be very, very sensitive. Why? Because miracles are coming to you, and there is a miracle. Uh, this is what Or Robert said again. He said, miracles are coming towards you or past you every day. And I'm telling you, we're in it right now. We're in it right now. Expect a miracle. So when you get up early in the morning, 
Pray. Spend time with the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready for it this day. I, I don't know where it's going to come from or how, but I'm just going to walk out into my day, do my thing, go to work, and Lord, I know that it's going to come across my path. He said, expect a miracle so when the Lord sends it, you will recognize it. And that's why I'm really encouraging you to pray. Look, the fence is up, and you need to pray. You need to be sharp because it's coming to you every single day. Expect a miracle so when the Lord sends it, you will recognize it and reach forth and receive it. Woo! Praise God. A lot of times these miracles can come through others. A lot of times these miracles can come because you heard something say something, you heard somebody say something, and what they said was exactly the knowledge that you needed. Maybe they said you need to call somebody, maybe they said you need to email somebody, and you're like, that would work and you do it. Yes, it opens that door. It solves that problem. And boom, you move forward into the next place of blessing that God has for you. And what's going on? You're increasing more and more. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. I like what he said. He said the miracle will come. There's no ifs about it. The miracle will come. But if you're not expecting it, it will pass you by. You will wonder why God is not visiting you in your time of need and trouble. There was another minister, another pastor that was so touched by that revelation of expect a miracle that he also began to put little testimonies of expect a miracle in his guidepost magazine. And that man that man was the pastor of Donald Trump. Praise the Lord. So my friends, this is miracle season. This is miracle time. I want you to be ready. I want you to be praying. And I believe that God is going to, to he's just going to deliver you from debt. You're going to be able to get those debts all paid off way faster than you could ever do it according to how it would work out on paper. You're just going to get them all paid off and you're going to be strengthened and positioned. You're going to be the blessing that God has called you to be. You're going to be like Boaz in the Old Testament, who it says was a person. He was a, a man of mighty wealth. He had tremendous, he, he didn't just have normal prosperity. He had unusual prosperity. And there are the Boaz uh, givers and donors, and that's not just an anointing for men, but there are women that, that will rise up with Boaz anointing. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that anointing is flowing right now. We see in Luke chapter 8, verse 3, let me just turn over there just for a moment. I want to share something special to encourage everybody that God has a place for you. Luke chapter 8, God has a place for you in this, in this supernatural increase. Luke 8, verse 2. Well, verse 1, so that we read the context better. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. Well, if the twelve are with him, and the twelve were married, and the, they had children, because we know Peter was married, because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. So these are twelve men on staff with him full time. And, you know, you just can't leave your fishing boat. You can't, you can't walk away from your tax collector booth. You can't do all of that and just, you know, live off wildflowers and wild onions and, you know, uh, drink creek water. You have to have provision. And so the Lord is taking care of them because he's the head of the ministry, and people are bringing provision in. Now, watch this. 
the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stuart, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. Now, I like the phrase, and many others. You have these three women and many others, but I want you to know that they were heavy hitters, all of these ladies. Don't look over them because here's just something short that you can notice. For example, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart. Sometimes we read that and we think, well, that's just a nice historical, you know, like reference. But, oh, that's heavyweight. So this is Joanna. She is married to Chusa. And Chusa is Herod's steward. Herod with all of the wealth. Yes, that Herod. And here is her husband, Joanna's husband, who is his steward. And when it says steward in the Greek, he is the one that is basically the prime minister. He is the one that is running all of the finances for that entire region under the authority of Herod himself. He is the accountant. He is the official designator of that entire financial system there. And he is Herod's right hand man. And now I'm sure he's not telling Herod what he's doing with his, with his personal money, but we know he's giving a good portion of it to his wife and his wife is turning right around and giving it to Jesus, and Herod hates Jesus. Woo! Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, God has his ways. Amen. So this lady, Joanna, had access to tremendous wealth. Her husband was loaded. They would have been at the very, very top of society. They would have had one of the largest homes, and he had tremendous wealth, and he was right there next to Herod, serving Herod. Praise God. My friends, God has a way of taking care of his people, and I just want you to know that God can raise up, as we see here, Mary's and Joanna's. Okay, don't forget who Joanna was and Susanna's. And then you have the Boaz's. And, but God has great increase for you so that you can be a blessing and that you can respond and do the things that the Holy Spirit will lead you to do to support the great kingdom outreaches as we do all we can in the short time we have left of fulfilling the great commission. Praise the Lord. So get dialed in. The fence is up. And it's time to believe God for supernatural increase. When, Pastor Stephen, every single day that you wake up, praise God, you're expecting the miracle of supernatural increase. And there's other miracles that are coming as well. There are other miracles that are coming as well. Get ready. Just open yourself up to miracles, miracles, miracles. Praise God. Oh, yes, we'll still use our brains. We'll still, be, we'll still be intellectual. We'll still be sharp. We'll still educate ourselves. But look, it's time to get into the spirit. Praise God. Develop your spirit and believe God for miracles because God wants to do them for you every day. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people that they step in now to this new season of being divinely protected. The enemy can't touch them because the fence is around them. Now let them move forward, O oh God, expecting miracles, walking close with you every day in prayer. Father, we give you praise for the great miracles that you're going to do. We give you all of the glory. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We all agree and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to take Holy Communion today. Why don't you grab a little wafer?
and some grape juice. Praise God. And if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to, you're just tired of sin, tired of being a sinner, and you, you don't like the destination where you're hitting, which is called hell. Those that are separated from God and don't know Christ, you're going to a place of unspeakable torment, and it will never end. Because hell, when a sinner dies and they go into hell, hell is like, it's like the preliminary holding place of torture and torment and burning and fire before the great judgment of the white throne judgment. And if you're already lost in your sins, it will be, you know, it will be judged and all will be put on the records. And then without Christ, you are then cast into the lake of fire, a place so awful and horrible that it says in the Bible that God never even created that for man, never even intended that man would ever go there. It was only designed for Satan and the demons to go there. But now, because men have chosen to reject Christ and to walk in darkness, they also go there also, those that don't know the Lord. So if you want to get your life right with God right now, pray this prayer out loud. Say, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from them and I turn to you. Wash all of my sins away. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. And you now belong to the Lord. So begin to live for the Lord every single day. Let's take communion. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We thank you that this is now the body and the blood of our Savior. Thank you, Father God, as we receive his body. We thank you for eternal life. We thank you that we are born again, washed with the blood, and we belong to you, Father God. So, Father, we thank you for strength. We thank you for miracles. We expect them every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the body of Christ. Some of you, the enemy, would try to humiliate you and say, because of your condition, you'll never own a home. And he would even say, no use even driving around ever even looking at one because you're so broke, you can't, you can't even afford, you know, to, uh, to do anything. You'll never have a home. But you know what? You need to expect a miracle. You need to expect a miracle because one of the greatest foundations of wealth building is home ownership. See, a home is an investment. A home goes up in value. A car is not an investment. All cars, boats, motorhomes, all of those things, they, they depreciate. They go down in value. They're not even considered investments. Okay? So a home, in many ways, is one of the core wealth-building areas of your life. And some of you, you just need to be expecting a miracle and you need to drive by faith and look by faith and just, you know, pray in the spirit and say, praise God. I expect a miracle. I believe God can get me into a home. Hallelujah. Praise God. Watch what God will do for you. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus.
We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Protecting us. We thank you that the fence is up. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we're not going to jump the fence. We're not going to go beyond the, the boundaries of your word, but we're going to walk with you, live for you. Hallelujah. And we are the happiest people on the earth because of that. Father, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we thank you that we are full of the joy of the Lord. Father, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord is good forever and forevermore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just receive the anointing. Receive the supernatural increase that God has for you. See, when you know God's working in your life, you wake up with purpose and you want to get up out of the bed. Hallelujah. Maybe even if you didn't get quite as much sleep as you wanted, you want to get up out of bed. Why? Stuff's going on good in your life. Okay. I told you this is the year where the glory of the Lord would begin to come upon you. So it's time to arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is your time. This is what you've been waiting for. Amen. So be running towards the Lord, walking with the Lord. And I look forward to hearing your testimonies. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.